everybody welcome back to level uploading five feelings face facts with yours truly shay okay so i wanted to do a quick little part two because guess what i was absolutely not done <laughs> with the reasons why i am not married yet we do not care so for one i mean of course i told you guys the original reason the original um reason is honestly my transformation in Christ would not have been as bold well, I can't say that it wouldn't but I don't think that it would have been um, and from what God has told me it would have hindered me and especially with how much I was a people pleaser and a person that was looking for validation back in those days there's no way that I would have been able to put aside that in those times to be able to fix my eyes straight on him so now that we got the main core reason out the way let's talk about the other stuff because I never want to make it seem like that's the only reason so in my past I have been a person who was severely independent and I still struggle with that now to this day um, I don't know what type of coping mechanism childhood trauma coping mechanism I don't know exactly fully where it all stems from I have some ideas you know from my own from my own childhood and things like that but I have always had this searing sense of independence and so, like, my mother did not have my sibling, my sister, until I was five. So, for the most part, I was the only child for almost five years, you know, um, self-soothing, talking to myself. And don't, don't get me wrong, like, my mom and stuff, my mom, grandma, aunts, and everybody, they were there playing and entertaining me. But, I mean, as far as, like, on a kid level, if I wasn't with my cousins... Then I essentially was at home being this independent child that is able to be, you know, fairly good on her own. So that type of hyper-independence is absolutely not a good look for a relationship. And that's something that I have slowly begun to relinquish. And even in my last relationship, which in my eyes... was a total fail. Um, even in my last relationship, I really learned so much about how to allow someone to do things for me. Something as simple as opening the door every time or, you know, allowing them to pick up the slap when I wasn't able to do something and not always feeling like I had to be on my A game at all times so that is something that I had worked on and I'm continuing to work on but in the past it was not like that um I would not ask you for anything I would not let you do anything for me I would not um would not trust you to do anything for me I would think that you would do it improperly um and so of course that's obviously not a good recipe for relationship if you don't even know how to let a man show up for you and yet you desire a man to show up for you but you don't know how to let him make that make sense um another reason i 
really did not start learning about accountability for my part that I play in, in things. Sad to say this, but I really did not start to really embrace full accountability for things until I was like 32. I'm 35 now, so I've had a little time with it. But it was such a long time where I just thought that I'm doing something, my intentions are good, so I'm not sorry. Or I'm doing something, my intentions are good, so... Nobody should have a problem with it. Never take it into account how someone else has felt. Never take it into account how others may be affected. Never taking into account the fact that, hey, things change. Things evolve, you know. Um, just because it started out as a good thing doesn't mean that it's going to necessarily end that way. So not being able to say I'm sorry, not being able to even recognize when I've hurt someone, not being able to show up when, show up, you know, repentant when a wrong had been done or a feeling had been hurt. Obviously, that's a terrible partner. And though I never had bad intentions, so... You know, I didn't set out to hurt anyone. There was times that people were hurt. Also, in that accountability, I didn't really understand how my lack of boundaries was attributing to some of the things that were hurting me when it came to my relationships with other people. And, and that means romantically, family, and friendships. Being able to not just point the fingers and say, you did this to me, you did me wrong. Figuring out how to look at myself and say, well, what made them feel comfortable with that? Or what about you allowed that? What about you um, keeps attracting people that do this type of thing to you? Why do people feel comfortable with playing in your face? What are, you, what are you not showing up for yourself? And how are you not showing up for yourself to the point where a person felt like they could get over on you in that way? And so... Having that accountability for myself and for others and for how I show up in the world and how that affects how others treat me. Until I was able to learn that I would be no good to anybody in a relationship. Being a person who thinks that you didn't ever you never did anything wrong, terrible for a relationship. Being a person who thinks that everyone is doing something to them and you're the victim at all times. Terrible for a relationship. Um, another main and core reason of why I am not married yet. Is I had a severe, 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 severe soul tie. And this was a soul tie that was, uh, unfortunately, you know, everything is spiritual. And so, um, yes, I'm unmarried in the physical, natural, earthly world. But I made a soul tie and a covenant with someone. And spiritual realm doesn't understand that I'm on earth. They understand things in the spirit. So spiritually, I was tied to this person in a lot of different ways. In so many different ways. And until literally breaking that tie... It would, there would be no way for anyone to, to, to really claim me 
because of that soul tie. Even with not talking to this person, even with not dealing with this person, there were things that I had to renounce, things that I had to throw out, um, things that I had to come out of agreement with in order for me to even slightly be ready to <laughs> venture into any type of dating scenario. Not realizing, like I said, everything is spiritual before it reaches this world. It's all spiritual. And I have allowed this soul tie to fester. And it stayed out the way enough where it went unnoticed. But it was still there. And it was still hindering my process. I think my last and final reason why I was a terrible <laughs> candidate for marriage. Um, besides the ones that I've mentioned. I... I had a, a mixed feeling about marriage for a very, very long time um, due to my family's histories and I just didn't see the value in it. I didn't. It took me years to even say, well, maybe I would like to get married. You know, like I've never been the girl that's picking out her, you know, wedding dress and planning her wedding from beginning to end as a kid I was never that person just like I wasn't the person trying to picture myself with two three five kids but I I just never saw the value in it I felt like people did it lackadaisically they didn't take it seriously the only people that I can say that in my life that I've seen seriously take it like straight through no no you know anything in between was my grandma and my grandfather and you know they were together for I want to say like 60 years before um, my pa passed away you know and they would still been together and I'm sure that they are resting together now and waiting for the time for us to go to glory but um I just did not have a good view of it. I felt like it was confining. I felt like it was a shackle. Um, you know, they depicted like you watch shows like Love and Marriage, and you watch shows where it's the old ball and chain. And I never wanted a man to feel that way about me, and I never wanted to feel that way about a man. And so, until I kind of came into understanding of what God really has in marriage, the purpose of it, how it works on the earthly realm and also the spiritual realm, and God's real reasoning for it, and why it's important, and why it matters here on earth and on the spiritual world, I was, I could take it or leave it. And that was also a big part of me, just wanting to always be able to make a clean break if I needed to. Um, back in the day when I was very much like, okay, if you do something wrong to bother me, I'm out. Now, I'm not saying that I'm just going to put up with anything, but I'm a lot more forgiving. I understand forgiveness. I understand that we are all humans trying to coexist in this world. But back then, it was like, okay, well, you did this. I don't like it. So, peace out. Communication skills on zero. And so, yeah, so um, communication 
was definitely a part, but it was more so aligned with me just not having a good view of marriage. Watching TV shows where they just laugh, they literally marry a stranger and they don't take the covenant completely serious. And now I know in biblical days they marry strangers all the time, but in our time when people are dating, getting to know each other, making sure that things are equally yoked and that they are a good fit. I just felt like the world just randomly started treating marriage very lackadaisical, nonchalantly, and kind of like a joke. Go on The Bachelor, get engaged, get married, and then do some photo shoots and make an announcement in a couple months that you're broken up and divorced. Love, uh, not love is blind. Well, yeah, love is blind, but um, marry at first sight as well, like... I don't know. They just, it's just experimental. And I just don't think that it's supposed to be that way. And once I realized that just because that's how the world is showing marriage, that doesn't mean that's the intent behind how God sees marriage. Then I was like, oh, okay, Lord, I get it. Okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. So now it's just all about getting myself together, getting myself where I need to be. And drawing ears to God and focusing on Him. And everything else will fall into place. I know that's right. <laughs> and the amazing part about it, and the same thing with, um, you know, me and children, how I felt about children, is that I don't have that strong, strong desire like some people have grown up as kids feeling. Yes, I want it. Yes, I want it. But I'm not going to be distraught if I don't. So that just gives me so much room, you know, for God. So much room for him to show me what's next and to reveal if and when it's time. What do you mean by that? So I just wanted to make sure that I made a part two to that because I did not want it to come on or come off as though, oh, I was just not married because I wasn't in God enough. Like there was plenty of other reasons, okay? A hot mess and I'm still a work in progress God is still working on me as we speak and I'm so thankful for that but without further ado I'm going to end this episode you guys you guys can drop in the comments let me know some things and why you you know are not ready yet or were not ready in the past for marriage how did you get ready did you get married let me know I'm interested in talking and interacting with you guys but anyway, you guys have an amazing evening and I'll talk to you on my next episode. Bye.